Welcome to Chronicle Headlines News and Brief for September 23rd. I'm your host, John McGowan. Our top story this week. In each year of the last decade, more than a quarter of first-year students have left Columbia prior to their second year. Now the college is focused on creating revised retention goals, developing new strategies, and amplifying collaboration among faculty. New leadership roles for this goal were announced last month in an email from the Office of the President that named Michael Joseph as Senior Vice President for Enrollment Management and Retention and Associate Professor Greg Foster Rice as Associate Provost for Student Retention Initiatives. Joseph said the college aims to increase the first-year retention rate to the 74% range by the next academic year and 80% retention in the long term. Uh, I think we need to look across the whole institution in every program, including like in every department as well. We really don't have any particular academic departments where retention is strong. I mean, we, we struggle kind of across the board. So, Next up, Columbia has made its way onto a nationally recognized list of the best colleges in the country for student voting. This recognition of voter turnout is due to the work of Columbia Votes, a campus initiative to increase student voter participation. The initiative was acknowledged for its work in August by Washington Monthly, which included Columbia on its list of America's best colleges for student voting. The magazine called the increase in student voting nationwide between 2016 and 2020, quote, one of the most striking shifts among any demographic. After that, there's two guides for students to check out from the Chronicle this week. First, a look at 623 South Wabash and all the building has to offer. Students can check out the tech bar, the printmaking facility, the fashion lab, the open studio, and the fabrication facility. And for those looking for accessibility on campus, students should look for the Services for Students with Disabilities office at 623 South Wabash, the Student Diversity and Inclusion office at 618 South Michigan, and a new student-based organization, Varian Visions. In addition, those visiting Columbia's library and the University Center can rest assured knowing that they offer accessible workstations, doors, washers and dryers, and more. Lastly for campus headlines, enjoy this experience. At Final Convocation, seniors give first-year students advice. For arts and culture headlines, concert photographer Gene Ambo talks new book, industry advice, and Metro Chicago's history. Next up, spirits were high last weekend as more than 100,000 fans converged over three days and nearly 100 artists took to the stages at this year's Riot Fest. The festival featured a mix of classic and up-and-coming artists from a variety of genres, including Youngblood, Jake Hill, and Carol's Daughter. British singer and songwriter Youngblood said the festival excited him. Dude, I've literally just got here, but it feels crazy. I feel like I'm... You know what I mean? Every time I pull up to a rock and roll festival in America, I just feel like home again. Though not everyone was excited about the festival, the community surrounding its location, Douglas Park, is unhappy with its continued occupation of and damage to the park. Ernete La Veita, a volunteer organization in Little Village, held a press conference on the 13th against large for-profit festivals, just a few days before Riot Fest weekend. Residents are demanding the city and festival organizers relocate festivals to private venues like Wrigley Field or the United Center. One resident who has lived near the park for her entire life, 69-year-old Denise Ferguson, a retired director of the Advisory Council on Women for the Chicago Commission on Human Relations, said alleys are covered in feces and urine, cars are parked anywhere and everywhere, and the noise interferes with the hospital's quiet zones. You could park on a fire hydrant in my neighborhood during riot fest, and you have in upcoming events this week, on Saturday, the Rena Games, a bi-weekly event described as your favorite games from gym class, is having its first meeting at the East-West Gym. On Sunday, the Renegades Outdoor Collective will be attending the Logan Square Farmer's Market to join, meet outside the Student Center at 10 a.m. On Monday, don't miss the last Leaders and Innovators for Tomorrow meeting of the semester at 618 South Michigan. 
Join Leela Mays, coordinator of the Directors Guild Producers Training Program, for a presentation on applying to the paid training program on Zoom, and learn how you can follow in the footsteps of literary greats James Baldwin and Ernest Hemingway while finding your own inspiration as a creative writer abroad at the J. Terman Paris Info Meeting over Zoom. On Tuesday, try Aikido, a martial art that primarily utilizes leverage throws, joint locks, and controlled falling at the Japanese Cultural Center on Lakeview. An advanced screening of Bros is taking place at 1104 South Wabash, and a Student Government Association Senate meeting is taking place at the Student Center. On Wednesday, learn how to navigate the city with confidence at a kick-ass street safety workshop at 623 South Wabash. On Thursday, discuss and celebrate the different regions of Latin America at a Latino Alliance meeting at 618 South Wabash, and enjoy music, food, and crafts at a picnic and paint event at Grant Park. Finally, on Friday, Body Haven is hosting a game night at 623 South Wabash. That's all for this week. Be sure to read the full stories at ColumbiaChronicle.com and listen to this week's Chronicle Headlines podcast, where I speak to staff reporters Irvin Ibarra and Elizabeth Reimut on a Mexican Independence Day. Plus, keep an eye out for our first print issue of the semester, coming to newsstands on the 26th. Thanks and have a good week. Chronicle.